Meanwhile, in New Jersey... So, Marissa, what talking points do you want to hit on in this week's episode? Well, Jackie, let's talk about how the film addresses the patriarchy. Ooh, and representation of marginalized people. Ooh, ooh, and even philosophical ramifications of good versus evil and horror. We can point out the triangle boobs, talk about the blood splatter, and, oh, the practical effects. <sighs> um, and also the male gaze? My gaze at the males. hi From feminism to fangirling, the Jersey Ghouls cover all the bases of horror from a woman's perspective. New episodes are uploaded every other Sunday. Just search Jersey Ghouls to find us on social media and your favorite podcasting app. Hey, welcome to Unstable Topics, a fast-paced, jam-packed, unhinged bestie podcast filled with facts, reacts, and made-up games in between. We're your hosts, Sarah and Maggie. And we're excited for you to join our best friend hangout, where we surprise one another with things we find interesting or hilarious just to see how the other will react. Our friendship might be totally stable, but you never know what your bestie might throw your way to knock you off your game. So come shake things up, learn something new, and laugh along with us. This is Unstable Topics. and welcome to another episode of Horror Movie Night. Now, I'm going to get this out of the way right now. This episode was intended to be recorded at Monster Mania, but you sitting in the future already know that in the past, <laughs> Monster Mania got postponed. Brian is in Atlanta shooting a video for some company or something. So we got the person who is supposed to join us at Monster Mania to join us on this episode. Kyle, welcome back to Horror Movie Night, motherfucker. They almost <laughs> didn't even make this. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm so, I'm so, I'm so, so, so bummed that we could not be all together at this time but i'm so 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 happy that we all get to do this right now well and let's except for the fact that you're upset about watching this film oh yeah yeah that sucked that the movie sucked (laughs) Uh, so so let me address this out the gate don't let this keep you from watching the first alligator because alligator the original masterpiece oh yeah matt only picked this strictly so that he could discuss alligator (laughs) he's been completely transparent with us Matt, with brian and i that that like he's only picking alligator too so he could be like you know what a really good movie is Uh, (laughs) alligator okay well i guess i guess the episode's over then shit (laughs) so let's also just you know let's be optimistic here this is coming out a couple weeks before like monster or pop rock and horror would be like all things considered the world didn't end and we should be able to see each other at pop rock and horror pretty this soon is true. so that's this pretty is true. dope this is true so let's just we're gonna keep positivity positivity i was I, if we're talking positivity i was so positive that i was engorged with positivity when kyle told me he was coming to pop rock and horror too so i mean i may hey, have man. changed my pants 
Oh, yeah. oh well, bless you. Bless you. I'm glad I can. I still have that effect on you after all these years. Gesundheit. <laughs> so, so let's talk about Alligator 2, unfortunately. Do we uh, have to? So, so here's the thing. Here's the story on me picking Alligator 2, the mutation. Mm-hmm. And this goes all the way back to like pre-teenage Matt Kelly. Whoa. Pre, pre-teenage Matt Kelly would walk around the horror aisle terrified to rent anything ah yes yeah right there he he was he was a pussy and one of (laughs) one of the box the pieces of box art that grabbed his attention all the time was the alligator box art Mm -hmm. but i would flip it over and i'd see that r rating and be like oh no too scary but then then i'd flip over the alligator to the mutation box art and be like pg-13 eh (laughs) sign me the fuck up so i rented alligator 2 and I watched it and I was like, that movie was fucking awesome because I was like 12. And then I was like, I, you know what? I'm going to watch Alligator. So like I rented Alligator. This was like before I was like hardcore horror fan. As yeah. we all know, that started with Scream. But like, I was like, you know what? Alligator 2 wasn't so bad. I bet I could handle Alligator 1. And like, I loved Alligator 1. And then the the continuation of that story is that maybe three or four months later, I was spending the week at my grandpa uh, at my grandfather's house with my cousin David and the sci-fi network had just announced. It was like, Ooh, it's an all lizard week each night, a different, <laughs> a different oh, lizard based movie. And they're like sick. kicking it off Monday with alligator and Tuesday with alligator to the mutation. Whoa. And we were like, Oh, so he like got a blank VHS tape and we taped both of them. <laughs> And we did it like old school style where I was like, Incredible. literally, when it felt like it was going to commercial, I yeah, hit the like, pause ah, button. Oh, man. This like, is like some – this is taking me back. Yeah. Oh. And then they had the little graphic to let you know that they were coming back. So, like, the graphic would pop up and it's like, now back to alligator. And then, bah! Like, I'm pausing. Yeah. So, yeah. we had both Lots of them on one VHS tape and we would sit down and we would watch all three hours of alligator the whole summer, like the whole summer, we watched both of these movies back to back. We could quote them front to back. And then at night, the reason why I can't swim at night is because. Oh, because that kid in fucking alligator. Well, no, not just because of that, because my cousin had this giant outdoor pool and he came up with this game called Alligator. No, nope, and the wrong, way that the game worked. <laughs> the way that the game worked was that he took advantage of the fact that I wore glasses and thus couldn't see with my glasses off. And he would put on goggles and I would just swim around in a dark pool with no <laughs> lights. And at any given moment, he would grab me and pull me under. Hell so. no. Hell no. Hey, Kyle, if you want to know anything about anybody in Matt's extended family, this is where you're learning the truism <laughs> of, really... of Matt's life. Yeah. You know, I slept on your floor, but this is serious. <laughs> <laughs> this is set up to Matt's experiences with Alligator. And now we'll begin with my first note, which is, have you ever known a movie's budget just based on the title sequence and music alone? Uh, yeah, <laughs> correct. Yeah. Yeah. About in that th- first three minutes. So we have a font that is the equivalent of like a knockoff RC car that you'd get for Christmas. For the one that you <laughs> It's like the papyrus of yeah. 1980s fonts. <laughs> it's tr- it truly is. It's like I asked for this one thing for Christmas and you got me the, the wall, not the Walmart brand, the, uh, like the bargain Mart brand. Yeah. Like uh, big lots. I went to big lots yeah. and I got you this big like lots, shitty yes. Ninja yes. Turtles, but it's not actually Ninja Turtles. It's yes. like the, the knockoff. Yeah. It's alligator too. And then, oh, but but my reaction immediately after that was that the first cast person or the uh, was Joey Baloney, and I just couldn't. <laughs> what? Yeah, is that a real name or the name of the character? Nope, no. The actor's name is spelled is spelled 
Baloney, B-L-B-O-L-O-G-N-A. And his fucking name is Joe Baloney. And wow. I I almost shut it off immediately. <laughs> <laughs> I I almost called it a day. And then Matt's right, like three minutes in, that first kill, we get the cheapest music, I think. Like they were default settings on whatever Casio keyboard. That synth, they got. oh my god, yeah. it's so fucking it was, bad and so good. It was but the incredible. Be- but you, I can't wait for only... Console Crash to come out with their own version but, of. But here's, <laughs> here's the weirdest me. thing. The weirdest thing about how cheap this movie is, is like there are so many locations and set pieces. Like, I know. And there are sound stages like that whole part in the last hour or half hour, I'm sorry, of the movie. They're in that like that bog and they're walking through knee deep or uh, crotch deep water in these reeds. That's just a sound stage. That yeah. has to cost like 10 grand to yep. make that. Yeah, at least. At least. It's it's crazy. And, and then- how much do you think that they spent on the leg chomping sounds? Oh, that's <laughs> that's what I really care about. It's like we got the shitty, shitty Casio mm-hmm. in the uh, in the background, and we got the hum. I was waiting for a literal Wilhelm scream because the Wilhelm scream is is from a movie from like the, what the thirties or forties. Mm-hmm. Guy getting eaten by alligator. Like oh, I was oh so upset God. that they didn't have the 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 tongue in cheek foresight to actually use a Wilhelm scream in this. Because they had a couple tongue in cheek things like right out the gate, where like his son was like, "See you later, alligator," and I was like, <laughs> "No, that was D Wallace." Oh, D Wallace said that. I'm sorry. Yeah. Before we even get to D Wallace, the very first line of dialogue in this movie is exposition, which yeah. makes it feel like a trauma film from the 80s. <laughs> Experimental chemicals, weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But yeah, we get this opening scene where our main character he walks downstairs and he's tricked by a, he's tricked by a cassette tape, which is <sighs> so dumb. So dumb. It's and like this whole scene, the scene where he walks downstairs and he puts in the cassette tape, and it's his son who I don't think we see again throughout no. the rest. Of the movie. Nope, you don't. That, was that kid was on stage or on set for like fifteen minutes. <laughs> yeah, before he broke into tears, and they were like, "Okay, I guess we're done with Jimmy over here." <laughs> <laughs> let's be let's be honest they didn't have budget for jimmy no no they didn't that tape is so cutesy that it feels like it belongs in like an action movie where they're getting slaughtered at the end of the first act yeah yeah see what i mean like yeah. in any other movie they both get eaten by the gator before like the 30 minute mark and then he's got like a vendetta you got it. Yeah. Yeah, he has You're no awesome. vendetta in this whole goddamn movie i don't understand his meat like his reasoning for anything anything, here. anything at all anything at all i don't even think he's a cop i think he was telling his wife and kids that he was a cop and he was just <laughs> gallivanting around like pretending to be like he's like a vigilante but the, all the whole office is like please stop joey baloney yeah and, and there, he's like oh I'm, he's doing the the lethal weapon shit where he's like oh i'm i'm about to to retire yeah. but i need to find this fucking alligator yeah yeah there's, there's a whole lot of confusing things in this movie though because there's also like the concept of like a fancy bar for rich people that just has wrestling. wrestling! Oh my god! No wonder Matt fucking loves this movie <laughs> because I like seeing Tokyo Joe take down the Mad Russian. There's nothing wrong with it. Bravo oh. Guerrero, the late great, fucking playing. Uh, it was incredible. I was so sh- I was I couldn't believe it. It's the the class the class structure of this fictional. I'm. I know that it's Los Angeles. I don't know if we know that it's Los Angeles in the movie. Um, 
it's fucking New York from Escape from New York. Yeah, before, like, like a year before Escape from New York happens. Like that is, I love that this movie basically tried to explain the gentrification of Silver Lake before before it happened. <laughs> it's like totally, it totally predicted it. But like, I don't know what class like caste system this whole place is. Is like if the rich people are in this lounge watching wrestling and the poor people are fishing. And what about the 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 cop that gets like tied up or he gets he gets chained in the oh he gets uh, handcuffed in the bathroom what a farce but like nothing nothing makes any sense in that bar mm, no. there there's there are luchadors and wrestlers and and the mayor's daughter who's um wait i got a line well looky here it's hot to trot mayor's daughter gorgeous lady like mm-hmm. what yeah yeah to be fair in her defense she is gorgeous uh yeah hey hey she had a great backyard Oh my god, you wrote that shit down too? Has anybody ever told her that? Oh man, he goes, um, hey, are those pants tight enough? And then he asks her, he tells her that she's got a great backyard. I'm I'm absolutely reminded of Alligator One because the male main character is talking to this woman who becomes his lover post coitus, and he goes, You're a world class herpetologist with a great set of tits. Which is like the most 1980 thing to say, right? Oh my god. That's the only reason I know the term herpetologist. Is that- so how did that character react in Alligator One? Just she was blushing. Yeah, okay. charmed by it. Okay. So this is a this is a common trend in Alligator is wildly inappropriate comments winning the girl over mm-hmm. instantaneously. I, I feel like this is saying so much about Matt though. Well she she <laughs> reacted she reacted in a way that in a normal movie she'd get up close to him and then like knee him in the balls. Yes. Correct. But like the knee in the balls <laughs> thing never happened. No, like, no. Why not? I would have loved it if we would have seen some like slapstick ball torture in this movie. And you know that Scott must have hated this if he's wishing slapstick was in it. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Just to spice things up. She literally yeah. she literally said right before I thought the ball kick was gonna come into play, she goes she goes, I've got a good old fashioned sense of self respect. After she like smiles, blushes at the backyard <laughs> comment. Which again, like if any in any normal movie she would like kick him. But this one she was like, Yeah, and then we're gonna make out in your apartment. And get drunk <laughs> off our asses. Oh, uh, yeah. so Oh my god. The fucking fight when he's wasted. Oh, <laughs> so the so we let's talk about not one but two really bad child actors that pop into this movie. Mm-hmm. One has zero lines. She's just a little girl that is way too calm to be pointing out that she found a <laughs> dismembered leg floating in the lake. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was um, that was that was an off the street uh, scenario. <laughs> but then the other one is one of there's a couple shots in this movie that I like vividly remember. And the one is the beach ball shot where the little kids beach oh, ball. Oh, this in the alligator water. fucking hates beach balls. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's no like this fun. weird, like it's one of those things where I'm looking at it and I'm like, so did that gator just like, just nose up, just grab it and pull it down? Because the shot is literally just its snout holding the beach ball as it sinks under under the water. It again. almost looks like he ran into it by accident. It doesn't look like. <laughs> yeah, like oh, sorry, oh, sorry, I'm, my I am bad. So sorry, I am so sorry. <laughs> My favorite character in this movie is Ruben, the gang leader, because he has this ridiculous monologue where he's walking by the lake and it's like every stereotype you could Mm -hmm. put into like a Hispanic gang member where he's just like, you know, a lot of kids used to come around here. You like to fish. Now we can't fish. What are you going to do about that, copper? Yeah. You were for us. Do we really want to talk about the the Latina, the Latinx 
stereotypes that we've had a serious fucking problem with in 2020 on Horror Movie Night. Because if we're going to do it, we're going to do it with the Latina woman who dance she she runs like a hot dog stand or some shit right and and the cop hero cop comes up after not having sex with his wife on his birthday and he's like (laughs) salsa dancing with her outside her 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 food truck she goes why are all the married men the good dancers and he's not a good dancer (laughs) no he's not he has the worst hair ever and he's a horrible dancer his name is baloney i can't (laughs) i cannot What's his, so, what's, the, what's his character's name? Does anybody remember? Who off? cares? Joey Baloney. Joey um, so, <laughs> so Officer Baloney. So there's a handful of like mildly, well, I'd say there's one well-known name, with his, which is D. Wallace. D. Wallace, man. But there's a couple like, like people whose faces you've seen. Oh, and can I start it off? Go for it. Carmen Filippi better known as Reverend Jackson P. Sawyer from Halloween 4. So we'll gather at the river. <laughs> you know that guy? The guy who's like, would you like some whiskey? Like He's like, would you like a drink? <laughs> and, and, and Donald Pleasance is like, mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. My big one is, uh, who I wrote down is Old Man Withers, which may actually be his name in this movie. I don't know. But he's the, uh, the old man from The Wedding Singer. <laughs> Who tries to punch dude, someone. that's Carmen Filippi. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's okay, the same yeah. dude. He's yeah, the Carmen most famous F- person besides D. Fucking Wallace in this movie. So, so Carmen Felipe, I'm not gonna lie. There, there was some Matt Kelly waterworks at a point with Carmen. Felipe. Oh no, Matt! <laughs> Do we need to start talking about every Matt time too. a fucking horror movie makes you cry? A shitty horror movie makes you cry. Matt I think too. it's possible. Do you want to know what scene got me? <laughs> no, we already talked about it. <laughs> It was specifically when he's being interviewed by Joey Baloney, and he's just like, Otis was my friend. He didn't deserve to be a toothpick. And then then the cop is like, but he was he was a good guy. And you know where good guys go. And he just nods and points to heaven. And then the scene cuts off. And we never returned. I would have I would have no, just pointed to the dirt and be like, "Worm food." <laughs> yeah, there's there was a moment where he was like shaking his head, and I was like, "Oh no!" And I just felt like a single tear, boo, right down the side of my face. You are such a baby. Uh, but do you, so you don't know the other famous person that pops up in this movie, Scott? Mm, tell me motherfucking fat as shit Kane Hodder that's in there is Billy Boy the uh, brother of the the gator wrestler I knew Kane Hodder was in here I waited I looked at IMDB and then I waited for him to show up and I did not fucking recognize him I completely forgot because I looked up IMDB like two weeks before watching it no he's in there him and Richard Lane just walking around hunting gators I'm I love Richard Lane's character the the main gator hunter because he's just so over the top (laughs) i understand your professionals but this is not a professional alligator (laughs) he's he's did you know he's from the bayou could you tell i almost wish that they had pushed the bayou aspect of him to the point that like he needed subtitles i would love that (laughs) straight up creole just speaking creole you know like that would be the icing on the motherfucking cake yeah truly so there's two things about this movie that I kind of love in their shittiness. And it's thing. Number one is that there's like at least five shots straight up, just reused from the first alligator movie. And they're just like, fuck it. No one's going to notice. And they just like throw them in there sporadically. 
but it's also the difference between the animatronic gator, which is huge, and then when they're trying to make a normal gator normal look gator. like it's oh. as big. They oh. did not do nearly as good of a no. job in this movie as they did in the original alligator. No. Kyle, it, it is so much more fun in the original <laughs> alligator. But I, 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 I yeah. You, you got to watch the original alligator, but the best, I think that the best, um, the moment where the, the alligator, the, the prop, the alligator prop in this movie really, really sings, it just fucking sends it home, man, mm-hmm. is when you just see it like, nom, 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 as he's in the, the fair, fair and yeah. it's, all you see is just the snout just chomping as people are like, ah, in first person. So good. It's when its giant head bursts through the wall in the sewer, and then it cuts to a regular alligator falling. (laughs) (laughs) I love the regular alligator just clomping through the tunnel later on after it eats, like, three professional alligator wranglers. And it's just like, oh, this is normal. This is what I do every day. (laughs) (laughs) Don't mind me. Oh, coming through. It's a Midwestern alligator. Excuse me. You are food now. Thank you. (laughs) So the the tail attack is a really cool part of this movie that wasn't in the first movie. Yeah, actually, yeah. this is this is a really shitty Pokemon movie. Um, it also it does the gator roll a lot, which was also not in the first alligator movie. But well, it uh, only does the gator roll in the last thirty minutes, which I really wanted to see it attack the bait, the beach ball, and be like motherfucker, and like <laughs> you know, just just roll it. Can we talk about the insanity of the carnival? Like that the that the carnival is a we want to buy your house carnival. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, that I is. Lo- I love this, this fucking this gre- <laughs> this greedy ass dude, right? Who like clearly his whole thing is to care about money. He immediately walks in and is like, "Make everything free." But the fucking the freak, <laughs> but the freak, the freak show barker still offers, <laughs> still charges a tenth of a dollar is what he said. He charges a tenth of a dollar to see his freak show, like at but this the, carnival. It's because there's boobies. It's, yeah, he's like, boobies oh, aren't I still- free. Yeah, tits are this, not free. Five cents a piece. Um, it this was- carnival, it's, well, it's got you've got your freak show, you've got the like wacky morning DJ trying to promote everything. Well, and you've had, yeah. Really weird stuff. And then you've got the carnival band that feels like they got lost on their tour with the band from Howling Two. <laughs> <laughs> like they were the opener for that other band, but they were just like, ah, you know what? We got this one gig. We got to go to this carnival. We'll catch up with you. So. We'll get to Transylvania eventually. <laughs> Weird Howling. Yeah, she was wearing she was wearing blinders before they were cool. Like the, like the... oh yeah, the Kanye blinders. Yeah, yeah she, she she beat was... him to the punch by yeah. This this film predicted all, this film predicted a lot of things. You know, the the thing that it didn't predict is stealing the Jaws theme in the when they're at the the fair because it's literally like ba ba I'm like oh this, I know that the Jaws theme is literally two notes, yeah, but, but at the same it. time it's it's come on. I mean, it's alligator two, and there have been like four Jaws movies by this point. Yeah. I'm assuming. Yeah, come yeah. On. I think you're right. Yeah, no, there was all four by then because the last one was eighty-seven. This is ninety-one. Yeah, damn, um, okay. I did. I've been doing this show long enough that it's innate when I know <laughs> that Jaws. You know I don't that. even like Jaws that much at all. Yeah. I, I'm, a, I'm a last shark guy, you know. This, this is eleven years after the first Gator Alligator movie. That's that's how long they were holding out, working, perfecting this script. The crowd, the people just demanded oh, an alligator movie. And they per- <laughs> if they perfected this script. Let me tell you, all the exposition really made me realize what was going on in the film. I actually, yeah. I no, I couldn't, I couldn't believe 
for a film that had as much exposition, blatant exposition as it did, I did not know what was going on in this movie most of the time. <laughs> I didn't know what storyline. That's called tension. <laughs> not even when they find a giant barrel that says like toxic chemicals. <laughs> that, 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 I, I don't remember that. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember that guy shooting the mayor and killing him? He shot him on the Ferris wheel. No! No! There's a lot of people who die not by the alligator in this movie. This this movie movie is very murdery, but there's not much alligator murder. No, a lot. They run a cop off the road. Yeah. My favorite is the the mayor's last line. Do you remember what the mayor's dying words are? No, before he does that, the real estate (laughs) magnet goes. What you're seeing is the beginning of an empire, and I'm the king. And I'm like, this guy doesn't realize that you need to actually go to acting school. Oh, yeah. You can't just do that. <laughs> he holds up the gun so, so the mayor knows the mayor knows that it's coming, mm-hmm. and he goes, do it. We both deserve this. What? And then just takes the kill. <laughs> just allows him to get got. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, and then so does, does his daughter, the hot girl, like – I, I, I'm gonna be honest. I kind of checked out. Um, she sheds a tear, but okay, then she's right, back on on Gator Watch, uh, and that's when we don't get. Don't worry, Hudson was Hudson. Is that his name? <laughs> yeah, uh, Hudson. Yeah, Hudson. Or Hawkins. 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 I think Hawkins might be it. it, it who cares? There was whatever. Some, they're, they're all bad she, names. She was there to catch her when, he, when she when she fell. She was good. She got a nice backyard. What are you gonna do? <laughs> we... <laughs> and the thing is, is that no one's quote unquote backyard looked good in 1991 fucking mom jeans. No, all no, right. No, 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 objectively not. But then we get probably my favorite version of the gator. We see a lot of versions of the gator, mm-hmm. but my favorite is the gigantic floating one that's just kind of cruise yeah. control through yeah. the water. Yeah. Um, it, it ran out of batteries and, and it was just floating towards them like the propeller definitely yeah. stopped and it was just like it's oh, called get, tension. The shot, get the shot it's called tension. It <laughs> well and then there's the the acting of not the main cop but the the rookie who becomes his assistant oh my god the, the guy that's banging the mayor's daughter yeah yes when he's in no the helicopter reason, and he's just screaming down go Go! Get him! Get him! Leg! Go! <laughs> I was waiting so I, so intently. Like, I, I was – my eyes were glazed the fuck over after the fair. And then mm-hmm. we come back to the scene, and there's a helicopter, and there's a monster in the water. And I'm like, oh, my God. Is Hudson <laughs> or Hawkins or whatever the fuck his name is, is he going to get eaten in half like the dude in The Last Shark? Because I was really there for it. And I got disappointed as fuck. If yeah, it was an R-rated movie, maybe, but this is PG-13 Alligator 2. And there's so. nothing about the original Alligator that makes it any more PG-13 than the, or, you know, any more R-rated. You know, they are both uh, yeah. very... The gore. the gore. The gore is up there. Are there any boobs in either of these movies? No, I don't there think... There is half a boob in the first okay, one. Okay, a half a boob in the, in what, 81? Is that 80? Yeah. That's like that's like negative two boobs. Yeah, <laughs> dude, like you can have a full, full frontal nudity before gremlins and get a pg rating like meatballs that shit's pg that's yeah. crazy so you know they go back to the alligators normal home shoot him with a fucking grenade launcher shoot him with a grenade launcher that they just happen to have hanging out in that ele- yeah. uh, that helicopter and you know what i will give it this much if i'm going to talk about which one had a cooler death of the gator i i think i might go with this one because in the in the first one, it's like you see the gator, and then like the prop just kind of blows up, but it's like in a standstill, and then it just cuts to the the above the street as they're all like, oh no, an explosion. 
But this one, you see like the slow mo of like the lower jaw just like spinning in the air after the explosion. Yeah, it's actually pretty um, gristly. Yeah. yeah, that's the yeah. adjective I'd like to use. You I know, like that. there are pieces of that prop just flying yeah. everywhere. Yeah. I don't know what they made it out of, but I am impressed. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. It's like they must have put all their money in set pieces and that gator, and then we're like, oh no. Someone get a Casio keyboard and see if any of the program music is good for this. Dude, in 1991, I could have written a better soundtrack, and I was nine. (laughs) (laughs) Meanwhile, in New Jersey... So, Marissa, what talking points do you want to hit on in this week's episode? Well, Jackie, let's talk about how the film addresses the patriarchy. Ooh, and representation of marginalized people. Ooh, ooh, and even philosophical ramifications of good versus evil and horror. We can point out the triangle boobs, talk about the blood splatter... And, oh, the practical effects. Um, and also the male gaze. My gaze at the males. hi From feminism to fangirling, the Jersey Ghouls cover all the bases of horror from a woman's perspective. New episodes are uploaded every other Sunday. Just search Jersey Ghouls to find us on social media and your favorite podcasting app. Hey, welcome to Unstable Topics, a fast-paced, jam-packed, unhinged, bestie podcast filled with facts, reacts, and made-up games in between. We're your hosts, Sarah and Maggie, and we're excited for you to join our best friend hangout, where we surprise one another with things we find interesting or hilarious just to see how the other will react. Our friendship might be totally stable, but you never know what your bestie might throw your way to knock you off your game. So come shake things up, learn something new, and laugh along with us. This is Unstable Topics. Hey guys, we will be back to talk about our double features for Alligator 2, The Mutation, in just a second. But first, let's talk about this week's sponsor, Best Fiends! Last time I was on this episode, I was telling you how I was struggling to beat a specific level. I finished it. It took me like an extra day or two, but I finished it. And then I moved forward. And now I'm well past level 250. I'm just cruising through this game. I love it. I just have to keep on playing. I cannot be stopped. Anyway, I am now on a boss level. I think I'm at level 258. That sounds about right. But right before I came down to record, I had gotten that bad boy down to 8%. I'm talking 8%. You know how frustrating it is to get to 8% and then you're out of turns. But here's the thing. I'm not upgrading my characters quickly enough. I got to upgrade my characters. That's what I'm going to do when I'm done recording this. Is I'm going to upgrade those characters and then I'm going to take that boss down. And you can try to catch up with me. Good luck because I'm pretty good at this game despite what you might have heard from me on this ad right now. If you want to engage your brain with fun puzzles and collect tons of cute characters, then trust me, with over 100 million downloads, this five-star rated mobile puzzle game is a must-play. Download Best Fiends free on the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. That's friends without the R, Best Fiends, And now, back to the show. So, the question remains, as always, what's your double feature? Kyle, you are the guest. All right. I I thought that I would match this with a movie called Breeders. Oh, Um, no. Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, Oh, dude, I know what Breeders is. I saw that in junior high. That movie made me feel dirty as fuck. Yeah, because (laughs) there was so little in Alligator 2 that you wanted. However, I still think that there is something. So then, breeders would be your B 
movie. I would do I would do Alligator Two first, and then Breeders. Uh, so that's where the kids can go to bed. Yeah, yeah. because yeah. alphabetical order. Yeah. Got it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're I very organized. these up off of the VHS <laughs> shelf. Yeah, immediately. Um, <laughs> no, so yeah, Breeders. Uh, I think is fun because uh, it's short. It's gooey and dirty and awfully acted. Just just the same as is... Alligator Two. But but Bre- Breeders also takes place very much underground. I mean, there's not as much class struggle or story uh, going on with Alligator. <laughs> Are you going to really say that there's that much class struggle in Alligator Two? Oh, there's more than breeders, I suppose. <laughs> that's not saying much at all. I guess. Um, not at all. Uh, so I think like that's a good. Uh, that would be my double feature to go with Alligator Two, just because right. there's like there's more like weird underground dwellers, sort of creature features. Like you don't have to pay att- as much. You didn't need to pay attention to Alligator Two, but if you were at least trying, because it's the first movie of the night. By the second movie, you wouldn't have to give two <laughs> shits. And it's very Fair. quick. I think it's I think it's almost under ninety minutes. Oh, I'm like, sure that is. They could yeah. barely even get it with like the. They could probably they probably got to eighty minutes with yeah. the uh, intro scroll and credits. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So my double feature is I'm gonna go with a movie where there's creatures in the water, and eventually those water creatures attack a carnival. I'm going with motherfucking humanoids from the you yeah. son of a bitch. Wow. Wow. That was my pick. And wow. the funny thing is is that wow. when Kyle said breeders, I was like, that's a perfect triple feature with humanoids. <laughs> because Correct. because it's humanoids super rapey gap. monsters yeah. and you get a carnival and you get like it's it's a little bit of everything. You oh bastard. God, so I don't know what the fuck I'm gonna pick now. That's hysterical. Hey, you can always just go with alligator. No, I'm gonna go with uh fucking Last Shark because I already yeah. talked about it and that movie is such a glorious pile of garbage. Oh my god. I'm not ne- yeah, I've never seen Last Shark. I guess that's my double feature. Dude, Last me. Shark is it is a joy. Humanoids is a perfect one, dude. That's amazing. Oh man, we talk about humanoids so much on this show. I, Literally, I don't think we can go a month without talking about humanoids from can the Can we deep. can we actually spoil what was going to be the April Fools Day episode before yeah. we came? Oh, there? fuck yeah. So, Kyle, yes. strap in for this. I'm ready. We've debated picking humanoids from the deep for years. Five years. Like, Seven like, years, you, actually. Well, our big thing was like, how do you be funny with like that much rape? Like, Fish it's rape. like yeah. very uncomfortable. Yeah. So the idea it that we had was that on April Fool's Day, mm-hmm. we were going to post a 30-minute episode for humanoids from the deep. Oh, my God. But when you clicked it. It was going to be a 30-minute cover of Fish Fuck by Guar with as many different guest vocalists as we could get to do holy, it. Holy shit. Holy like, shit. Suffice to say, that idea never came about because that's so much work for a that's stupid so fucking joke. That's so like, much work. We have real lives and real jobs and no mm, time for that enough. bullshit. No, but no you know what? Maybe that. in like five to ten years no. if horror movie night no, is like never paying happening. the bills. If, yeah. if horror movie night is paying our bills, then we'll do it. Like, oh you God, are insane, so Matt. Funny. That is not no, it's called, I, it's called being a dreamer, Scott. <laughs> it, it, it's it called calls, bulls, motherfucker. Oh my god! It's called Mad <laughs> Kelly is the kid from fucking um, Neverending Story. Yeah, that's fair. All right, that's so fair. Kyle, first of all, we're gonna, you're getting two questions up front. So oh. question number one is obviously, 
I mean, we know about survival of the film freaks. Uh, do you got anything that you have to promote or is it still just riding uh, survival right now? So the campaign for this is probably over by now, but we are working on a documentary and it's not, hor- this isn't horror related, but it's still something that I think might appeal to some of your audience because I, I know you also come from a, a music scene. Then you all like pop punk. We all have a soft spot. Yes, we do. So we're, we're working on a documentary um, currently titled, don't forget to leave about uh the late musician Tim Landers, who was a founding member of the band Transit. Uh, He was also in Misser, a band called Off and On and Cold Collective. And he passed away of a a drug overdose after he was dealing with a lot of mental illness and opiate addiction. And uh, he was a a close friend of my co-director, Bill Fulkerson. And they were, they were getting ready to do a mini documentary about his recovery, about Tim's recovery because Tim was recovering. He was getting back into music. He was going back into the studio and they were going to do this like little mini doc about his recovery. And then unfortunately, you know, one, one time and, and he's gone. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, Bill felt really compelled to continue to tell the story. I had also, I have, I had never met Tim. So with Bill's close personal relationship, my co-director uh, and my lack of relationship, I feel like we can both like effectively tell Tim's story while also raising awareness about these demons that I know plague a lot of people. Um, so that's sort of the heavier, <laughs> the heavier, but really important, uh, one that we're working on. And then I got like a couple music videos. So hopefully, and both of those music videos are, uh, horror adjacent. Uh, I will, I'll give you details. One is basically my remake of let's scare Jessica to death, which is really, oh, yeah. is, is really exciting because we shot at a lot of the same locations that let's scare Jessica to death was filmed at. Um, Wait, is that was that in Connecticut? Yeah, it was in it was oh, a couple towns. Awesome. It was a couple towns over from me in Old Saybrook and Essex. Um, so we shot at like the same cemetery that that they were at, um, and the same like uh, body of water that she emerges from. We shot at. Spoiler so, alert, man. Yeah, well, it's it's the only <laughs> it's also the only way to get people to see it sometimes. Um, no, but it was for an artist. Uh, we it was for an artist, uh, but who goes by the name of Magana. And then uh, we shot another music video, which is. Um, which is totally different and a little more breeders than uh, than Let's Scare Jessica to Death. So uh, it's, it's, <laughs> a it's, little it's more not, breeders is not the no. selling point. Yeah, it's it's the only the only relationship to breeders is that there's some like aliens. Uh, there's really nothing nothing breeders related. But okay, cool. But yeah, it was. And then you know, of course, Survival of the Film Freaks is on Amazon Prime and and stuff. So if you ever and, and it I, is it, so now, good. It, oh, stop it. But go on. <laughs> you guys have been wonderful champions of that, so I appreciate that, and I appreciate all you did. I wish we could have uh, done this uh, at the at the hotel, but this is just as nice to uh, to chat about movies with you here. So, all right. So the second question is the normal question that we always do, which is: Have you seen anything that you want to give a quick shout out to? Say, yo, check this out. It's pretty fucking good. Yeah. Have you guys ever seen Necropolis from 80... 82? Like, yeah, 82 or 83. Yeah, it's, on like... my, it's on my long list for Horror Movie Night, actually. Is it worth... So so here's the question. Oh, I'm sorry. Is it's it... 87. Oh, okay. But, but I, I know what it is. Yes. Yeah. Is it worth me um, subjecting the guys to? Because, you know, you were the, the clincher as far as... Um, Which one? Mausoleum. <laughs> oh, Mausoleum. Oh, Mausoleum is great. Yeah. <laughs> um... <laughs> Sorry, sorry. Um, I would so okay. So here's how I watched Necropolis. Okay, the first movie that I watched before it was Witchboard, um, which is not that good. Correct, correct. Necropolis <laughs> was just as good as Witchboard. So not good. <laughs> no, 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 no. But 
but at the time after I had gotten through Witchboard and watched Necropolis, which I assumed was going to be a way worse movie, it was pretty it was on par with Witchboard, which is a fine movie. I'm saying yes, watch Necropolis. <laughs> um, this is my weird backwards way of being like, oh, this is not what I expected. It's a really a lot of weird fun. Do you think that we could get a an episode on par with fucking Alligator Two: The Mutation? <laughs> I would say yes. I think okay, we could. Well, I and and there's I'm I'm mainly thinking of two or three scenes. Like this one had this one had like scenes. You know how like some movies just don't have like scenes you can point to and be like that like won me over this one has a few of them and okay. like that make it worthwhile i also think this one's only like 80 minutes so it's <laughs> you like, are speaking I mean, my big, language yeah that's a big selling point right there yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, and it's definitely i watched i watched a vhs ps version of it but i also realized i think there is a few of them it's on streaming. amazon prime it's on prime yeah um, i don't know if the version's any better but uh, it, Doubtful. Uh, it was there's not as many there's not a lot of boobs, but there are more boobs in Alligator to the Mutation. So um, we're on the right. Track. <laughs> All right. Well, I, I will watched. talk about two two recent releases that I saw back to back. Saw a uh, two movies in two days. Uh, I checked out the new Invisible Man, which uh, I don't know if I think lives up to the 92% that it has on Rotten Tomatoes, mm -hmm. but it is a damn good, like, B-plus movie for sure. Nice. Uh, and it's it's from the writer-director of Upgrade. It's his next movie, uh, and it definitely makes sense. You've got some cameos from some of the cast members of Upgrade, and you've just got a very smart twist on a sci-fi classic. Uh, and then, because I'm a Pixar nut who loves to cry, uh, <laughs> I checked out Onward, and it is, like, top three pixar movies for me like Whoa. that thing skyrocketed in there right. uh, but it's i'm gonna ask you in a month if you still feel that way no i i think i do and here's the reason why because it's one of those things where like the reason why i knew the second i watched coco that like coco was going to be my favorite pixar movie and still is is because it tapped into so much stuff that i connect it to because it like reminded me of my grandfather and it's about music and it's like about Halloween. Like it's all those things coming together. So the same thing with onward where it's like, they're lit. Like the main character, the Chris Pratt character plays a, like their alternate reality version of dungeons and dragons. So like no one else cares about the history of like what their world used to be when magic exists, except for him. But he's like a metalhead who loves D and D. And it's like, the brotherly relationship of him and his younger brother, like going out on an adventure together really like connected with like how I feel about when I hang out with Brian. And like, I do feel like I have this really good bond that I'm glad that I have with him. So like, there's just a lot of stuff that tapped into that, but then it's also just really fucking funny. And the trailer did something that I love, which is that if you've seen the trailer, you've only seen about the first 25 minutes of what the movie has to offer you. Oh, and yeah. then the, le oh, nice. the last hour is like, completely new th things and pixar has always been really good at like kind of burying the lead in their trailers i always appreciate that which is why i'm stoked for soul soul looks like i'm just gonna be crying my eyes out the soul? entire movie what's that one uh it's about a guy who dies yeah. and is a yeah. soul in heaven trying to convince uh souls that are about to be sent to earth that earth is worth living on here's all you need to know scott because you're probably not going to want to see it it, nope. it advertised itself as from the, from the writers. It was from the writers of Inside Out, Up, nope. and Coco. So nope. it's just like, hey, you remember the three Pixar movies that made you cry like a baby? 
Well, <laughs> Here here's the new one starring, yeah. starring Jamie Foxx and Tina Fey. Have fun with oh, it. Oh, no. So, no, Daddy, no. That's brutal. <laughs> but yeah, also because like, you know, we talk about a lot of pop punk and metal on this show, but I got a little spot in my heart for some good jazz music, so I can oh, go for yeah. like an all jazz score. I was like, oh, yeah, that'd be good. All right, so Scott, <laughs> how about you? What uh, What is the thing you want to say? What up? You should check it out. Wow. Um, sure. I, I would love to. Uh, <laughs> so I got a lot of shit to talk about. Um, I'm just going to rattle off a couple things. Um, I read a book called The Deep. Yeah. <laughs> by Nick Nick I thought you I literally thought you were about to say Nick Cave and I was like Fuck I yeah. almost did I <laughs> that's why I can't remember his name anyway I, I read the deep um it was uh the guy that wrote the troop and people suggested it on the internet because people were talking about how it kind of uh underwater kind of the, reminded them of the deep and I was like oh fuck Cthulhu uh underwater monsters yeah, alligator to the mutation it's great yeah, it's exactly all right there. <laughs> um and and uh it's nothing like underwater at all it is very derivative um it wasn't a bad or slow read um but I was so upset with the exposition dump in the last 20 pages that I just have a real bad taste in my mouth. And this is why I don't fucking read books anymore. You know, like I that get I mean, like an entertaining book that gets ruined in the last quarter is the biggest fucking blue ball bullshit of my adult <laughs> life. And it happens more often than it doesn't because people don't know how to end a story. I mean, Stephen King has the same problem, right? But like, you know, Stephen King was doing it when I was young, and so I got he got a pass. <laughs> you know, because I didn't know about his bullshit. The Deep is not terrible, and there are some incredibly disgusting parts in it. Uh, that's kind of what that author does. But um, I, I don't know if I would read. I would. I don't know if I'd read anything else by him. But um, I was excited by it and disappointed by the end of it. But if there is any aquatic horror that anyone listening wants to suggest to me, please fucking send us an email at hmnpodcast@gmail.com or send us a message on Instagram, uh, hmnpodcast, or comment in the group when we post this episode if you even make it to the end of this episode please let me know i would love to read more books about aquatic monsters that is not written by hp lovecraft the racist so that's that's <laughs> one thing and then i also want to talk about uh, megan and i burnt through lock and key the netflix show which was additionally pretty fucking disappointing because it felt like um stranger things but more family friendly than stranger things which is fucking crazy because stranger things is about as pg as you can get in 2019 Mm-hmm. So those two things, and then I watched Dark Waters from 1994, which is an Italian movie, I want to say, um, about nuns and sea monsters, and there's some – it's very, like, Lynchian in some of its visuals, and it was fun. It was on – Amazon Prime for free. I'm glad I didn't pay for it. But it was like if you like Italian shit where it doesn't really make sense why people do things and it's just very yes, atmospheric. Please. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, Kyle, watch it, dude. Like it's a good time one time. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I like that review. Yeah, I, I <laughs> Yeah, I do know what you're saying. <laughs> I know. It sounds like the way I just explained uh, Necropolis to Witchboard. So it, it sounds perfect. Yeah. <laughs> so before we wrap up, I'm sitting here in my basement. 
I'm looking over at a poster that my good buddy Scott Roger sent me in the mail for a birthday. No last it? names! <laughs> of Alligator <laughs> 2, the mutation, just hanging on my wall. So, uh, you know what? If you hop on over to the Patreon, patreon.com backslash HMN podcast, there might be a bonus conversation between Scott, Kyle, and I about some of the movie posters that we've collected in our, in our lifetime. Yeah, stay tuned for that. <laughs> Uh, but in the meantime, if you're not going to go over the Patreon, although you totally should, uh, you should also go ahead and follow us on all of our social media, which is in the description, in the episode description. And uh, tune in next week for another episode of Horror Movie Night, where we discuss, here's here, you can go through the whole route to figure this out if you really want to know. It is the first what did I watch that Brian Kelly ever had on this show. Oh my so God, I don't even remember that. So tune in and we will be (laughs) (laughs) tune in for that. Meanwhile, in New Jersey... So, Marissa, what talking points do you want to hit on in this week's episode? Well, Jackie, let's talk about how the film addresses the patriarchy. Ooh, and representation of marginalized people. Ooh, ooh, and even philosophical ramifications of good versus evil and horror. We can point out the triangle boobs, talk about the blood splatter, and, oh, the practical effects. (sighs) Um, and also the male gaze? My gaze at the males... From feminism to fangirling, the Jersey Ghouls cover all the bases of horror from a woman's perspective. New episodes are uploaded every other Sunday. Just search Jersey Ghouls to find us on social media and your favorite podcasting app. Hey, welcome to Unstable Topics, a fast-paced, jam-packed, unhinged, bestie podcast filled with facts, reacts, and made-up games in between. We're your hosts, Sarah and Maggie. And we're excited for you to join our best friend hangout, where we surprise one another with things we find interesting or hilarious just to see how the other will react. Our friendship might be totally stable, but you never know what your bestie might throw your way to knock you off your game. So come shake things up, learn something new, and laugh along with us. This is Unstable Topics. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.